Hey, hey, my Sith brothers and sisters, purebloods and cultists, let's not forget you rebel scum on the run. Most importantly, my fellow Star Wars fans, I hope for those of you joining me this week, you all are doing well, you're healthy, you're strong. You're hanging in there like everybody else. So, we're in the middle of reviewing Revan. And I always like to start my podcast off talking about either tattoos or stuff that I've bought. Things that interest me that I've come across in the past week. There's not a whole lot to report with the tattoo. She's healing. She's peeling. And hopefully, whether it be one week or two weeks, I probably, on the error of caution, just because of the size of it, probably going to wait two to get it colored in. <clears throat> just because I don't want to F this one up. So tattoos doing good, gotten a lot of compliments on it just because even not colored in, it looks beautiful, really proud, and my old Republic omnibus has not come in yet. It was supposed to be in on Wednesday of this past week, but my shop, after me calling Thursday... To check on it. <clears throat> Said that they were going to go ahead and give me a call when it came in. Because I guess there is some sort of a delay. Fine. No problem. So. With my present reading. I literally just finished. Thursday into Friday. Reading Fatal Alliance by Sean Williams. Which is the third of the fourth main core novels from the Old Republic. The only one I have left is Annihilation by the Revan author Drew Karpshin. Okay. And based off of my latest reading, I find myself at the precipice of an important decision. Do I take a break from the novels and wait for the omnibus to come in, hope and pray it comes in any day now? Or in the next couple days. So that way I can start that. Enjoy taking a break. Because for once. I don't have the pressure. Of. Reading anything. Or trying to plug through it. So that way I can stay ahead of things. Or. I start Annihilation. Because Annihilation is. 
roughly the same size as Revan. Actually, it's a little bit, a couple more pages more than Revan. Let's see. Oh, that's got... Oh, that's got some chapters of scoundrels in it. No wonder. <clears throat> 334 pages. So, yeah, roughly the size of Revan, give or take, because I feel like Revan was around 350-ish after the end of the epilogue. That's what was throwing me off. It's got an excerpt, uh, excuse me, an excerpt of Scoundrels by Timothy Zahn in the end of it. So, and that's like 20 pages. So that's, that's what was throwing me off. So, same author writes The Bane. So, considering out of all the books so far, I have to admit, up until... The ending, I really enjoyed Revan the most, or I had the best luck with Revan. But Fatal Alliance, <clears throat> all 482 pages of it, suffers from the same thing that Revan and Deceived both did when you get to the end. And this one makes me a little more upset just because it is the larger of the main four. I'm willing to overlook all the extra fluff that was not really necessary as long as it was going to pay off in the end and you knew it was going to go somewhere. Which, up until page 440, I thought so. Sean Williams did a fantastic job plucking characters from obscurity and giving them purpose in the book. I have to say, at maybe even one point, I liked Darth Kratos over Darth Malgus just because there at no point in time did Darth Kratos really betray the Sith. He is from the beginning when you meet him up until his magical disappearance. Sith through and through. I appreciate that. It's not like Malgus at the end of Deceived where he flips a switch and he goes soft. And then he tries to save his face and go try to go back to being hard. And it's not none of that bullshit. So... Anyways, my point is like deceived when Malgus sacks the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, Sean Williams, very easygoing, doesn't muddy up the story by having a bunch of stuff going on at the same time. And actually, it's kind of almost like, actually, no, faster than Revan, because Revan had two stories going on in it here up until about halfway through the book when they merge. Deceived was about the same. This one... We, I think, I want to say it was around just after the first hundred pages, stuff started coming together. So that's what made it exciting. You're like, okay, 
this book may finally manage to do what the other two didn't or couldn't do. Yes, you've got a couple different characters doing their own stuff, but like Revan did a great job separating what the few different characters were doing. Dow Striver, the Mandalorian character, Darth Kratos and his apprentice, and Shigar Konshi, the Jedi Padawan, and his master or grandmaster Satil Shan. So you've kind of got three different things that within just after the first hundred pages they start coming together and it's great stuff. Stuff's flowing along nicely. I definitely read this quicker than Deceived. But this is the third book by a third different author that when we get to the end it's like the authorizer either has a sudden epiphany that they spent too much time or my author is bugging me to turn something in tonight. I need to figure out how I'm going to end it. And f the end shits the bed. I don't understand it. We It takes half the novel just to discover... The planet Sebadon. And when we finally get there, there's a lot going on. It's great. There's lava and volcanoes and droids everywhere. It's Mustafar on fleek. It's great. I'm enjoying it. I feel like I'm there. And like when we get to page 440, we start like the characters start getting taken away. And we start talking about stuff in past tense. There's this big government cover-up about what happened there, whether the planet even existed. And it is such a huge middle finger to the reader. Because this novel is the largest Old Republic novel... Why the fuck would you do that? Like, I don't, I don't know if maybe this is a sign from above that I need to write my own Old Republic book. Maybe, I don't, I don't know, folks. I mean, I know this is also a, 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 a jab jab that I need to get into the game a little bit more. I know I'm not a terribly big gamer in general. I try, but I just... Reading is so much easier for me than gaming just because gaming, I don't have as, I have even less patience. Um, and I think bulk of it is trying to figure out the controls, what button to push to get people to do this. I think that's, that's a big part of the problem. So, I don't know whether to read Annihilation or the Omnibus right now because I, I definitely feel like I should enjoy this couple days break while I'm waiting for the Omnibus to come in because at least I don't have pressure on me to read anything right now. I'm definitely ahead in where I should be in this this last book. I actually managed to flow through pretty quickly but I'm feeling discouraged because 
it, it's it's like, is this what I'm going to be in for with Annihilation because of my attachment to Revan and how I felt about how that, how the ending went. I just, I, I, I'm a... I'm afraid to go on this journey again, <laughs> you know? And but at the same time, I'm I'm committed. I've made it this far. I I just I owe it to myself and to my listeners and my friends and the people who kind of advertently or inadvertently pointed me down this path like I have to I have to finish. I'm 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 pretty much there. But is this what it I just, you know, oh, I I I can't even say it. I get it. I totally get why there are Star Wars fans out there that just you look, they kind of look at the old Republic in disgust a little bit, you know, like we don't exist or, um, I just, I definitely think my opinion has evolved because now that I'm deep in the reading, I've got a little bit more knowledge and information and I can understand A purist's opinion on canon versus non-canon. I can understand it. Because it to, to a degree, for the most part, I consider myself one. However, because I have quote-unquote illegally U-turned into the Old Republic, and it was by, by happy accident, I was in the Clone Wars, well... Legends Clone Wars. But that's aside the point. If you are a Sith like me, a bulk of the good stuff, the meat and potatoes of our history, our people, is in the Old Republic. It's where it's at. You don't really get to see this side of the universe in canon. You're going to have your duds, just like in canon. But, there's so much investment in development, investment in stories and character development, it gets to a point where it's almost like there's too much going on and people don't know what to do with it. I get it now. I totally get it. There may be a small sliver of me that was like, you know what? You finally got to read Revan and see what all the fuss was about. Go back to the timeline. I could have done that. But then again, hitting the Bane, the, the three Bane books... It's, it's, it's my destiny. Because arguably, the whole point of me going this far back was so that way <clears throat> I could 
get far enough back and touch on Revan and Malgus and even though Malik's not really in Revan a whole lot, he's referenced to. This is where not playing the game kind of hinders me here. But I finally get to meet these other famous Dark Lords. And then I get to the Banes, which bridges the gap between where I'm at now and your Darth Sidious, your Emperor Palpatine. So then you get the whole big picture of why and what it means to be a Sith. I love it. But I tell you what, folks. There is that part of me that, oh, I don't feel I don't want to feel like writing an angry letter to Sean Williams. I really don't. But I'm telling you. 482 pages. Wasted. Wasted. It uh, uh. <laughs> This is the only way I can get it out. Holding it in is unhealthy. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm going to say on it. I feel better now. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to rearrange things so that way we can set up for the Revan review. Hang tight for a second. And I will be right back. Okay. Now that we're all fired up. Jumping right into the third part of our Revan review. And today we're going to be reviewing chapters 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. So, to kind of slightly recap from where we were last week. The backstory on the Emperor... Tenebrae, we finally find out about him. And Tenebrae, Vitiate, whatever. Nyrus and Scourge go to the Emperor's homeworld, Nathema. And the truth of what the Emperor did to become all-knowing and powerful kind of makes Palpatine, in a sense, almost, oof. He kind of almost makes Palpatine look like a wannabe. He really does. Revan, by some trick of fate, also heads for Nathema. Leaves Candorous Odor and his clan of Mandalorians on Rakade. And as Scourge and Nyrus are going to leave Nathema, 
Revan's, well, at the time they didn't know, but Revan's Ebon Hawk, they see a ship coming in and Revan ends up crash landing on Nathema. I'm telling you, if Revan was about five minutes later, this book would have never happened. Because <laughs> that crash landing that we talked about last week is arguably the turning point in how this whole second half of the book takes place. So chapter 16. Darth Nyrus lands near the Ebon Hawk and orders Scourge to search the interior of the ship. Scourge finally finds Revan unconscious in the cockpit. And this whole time, I, I have this vision of someone who looks like Keanu Reeves crash lands a UFO on Nathema. It's appropriate for literally what I'm seeing here in my head at the, as this is happening. Scourge detects a faint pulse and sees his lightsaber <clears throat> and immediately takes it. Unbuckles Revan and brings him aboard their ship. Nyrus recognizes him. And says that he's a Jedi and a Republic spy. <clears throat> she says to Scourge, Our species is still hidden. Revan and another Jedi, Malik, discovered Droman Koss by accident and were captured before they could report their findings to the Republic. This was five years ago before where we're at presently in the novel. The Emperor sentenced Revan to die. <clears throat> So, that being said, they are unsure why Revan is here and wonder if he's working for the Emperor. So, they decide to take him back to Nyrus' stronghold for questioning. <clears throat> Revan wakes up. And he's unsure where he is, but recognizes the two standing in front of him are Sith. Nyrus hollers for an interrogator droid, and then Scourge asks what happened to Malik. Revan says, I killed him. It's complicated. Nyrus goes back in four hours later wanting to know about the Emperor and Nathema. 
and Revan continues to resist her questioning. Scourge definitely picks up that there may be parts of the information that Revan himself doesn't know or remember anymore. Nyrus considers this and finds it to be true, so they keep him and study him. Whatever happened to Revan that wiped his memory and his mind of his allegiance to the Emperor, they can use the information that Revan's giving them and take the Emperor down when he moves for war. Chapter 17. Bastila and Son, who's now three. Revan's been gone for three years from Coruscant. Kreia, a.k.a. Darth Treya, and Rogue Jedi emerged after Malik was defeated here. Mitra Surik rose up to face those rogue Jedi and defeated Treya. Surik, just in case you forgot, was the person Revan was going to seek in the Jedi archives and got turned away. Surik finds... Wait. <clears throat> Hold up. Surik's path is familiar to Revan's, but she's unsure it would atone for all her past sins. Bastila goes to find her. Or excuse me, Mitra Surik. Yeah, this part's a little confusing. Bastila has been hiding, apparently, and Mitra Surik goes and finds her, has her T3 astromech with her, and tells Bastila the news about Revan's capture. Three years have gone by. It just, it mind blows you. You almost feel like you're 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 living a Jerry Springer soap opera episode. You feel like it's just uh it's it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> There's a little bit of jealousy and animosity between Bastila and Mitra, especially on Bastila's end. But T3 tells them what happened. T3 was with Revan when he crash-landed on Nathema, but somehow managed to escape. So it's taken all this time for T3 to find somebody for to relay what happened and then for it to get back around Bastila. T3 tells him about Revan being taken by a Sith. 
And the Jedi apparently lied about them all being dead. T3 was stranded on Nathema for months trying to repair the Ebon Hawk to get back to her. There were no visitors. A year later, T3 manages to get the Ebon Hawk flying again. Treya had wiped out all the Jedi. And wasn't even sure where Bastila was, let alone if she was still alive. Finds Revan's other droid, HK-47, disassembled on an unknown world and gathers him up. Apparently, HK went after Revan after finding out... That Bastila left. Hold on. But Bastila refused to tell him where Revan went. T3 could not say where he found HK, but linked up with Mitra not long after. Mitra admits she left HK with the Jedi Council awaiting further orders. But he disappeared after they left. Probably going to find probably going to find Revan again. They're apparently planning to go to Nathema to find out Revan's fate. And Bastila gets super jealous. When Mitra puts her on the spot about leaving her son behind to help find Revan. She flips a switch. T3 wants to go and of course Bastila is okay with it. And Mitra gives her two things. A hollow of, or excuse me, Bastila gives Mitra two things. A hollow of her and Revan's son, his last birthday, and Revan's mask. Bastila didn't tell anyone where she kept it when Revan was captured. She, at this point, she just wants Revan back. Even if this mask triggers Darth Revan to return, she just wants him back. Chapter 18 Mitra and T3 land on Nathema and are unable to determine why everything around them is so dead. It reminds her of Malachor 5 and the Shadow Generator incident. And apparently, in order... 
excuse me, in order to survive that, she had to cut herself off from the force. Being here makes her physically ill and weak. They encounter what appears to be an office building from a thousand years ago. And T3 gets into the archives to give them a clue as to what happened here. They find out about Vitiate and the Sith ritual and mention of Droman Koss. So Mitra and T3 decide that's where they're going next, hoping that this is where Revan is. <clears throat> Chapter 19. Starts off reminding us that Revan has been in captivity for three years now on Droman Kos. Nyris lost interest in him six months after when it became apparent that Revan lost his memory and wasn't really lying to them. He never said much, but managed to form some sort of relationship with Scourge. Scourge became interested in him, wanted to study and learn from him because he's been on both sides of the Force. He's also been sitting in the same clothes he was captured in three years ago. Big ew. Big, 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 big ew. Ew, ew, ew. Two years into his captivity, Revan finally learned Darth Nyrus' name and about the Emperor's plot to wage war of on the Republic again. Revan tells Scourge about these visions of himself outside the prison. Scourge doesn't know whether Revan is trying to sweet talk him into helping him escape, but. Scourge is also slightly encouraging the conversation. Revan continues to stay vague. Scourge leaves. And Revan has a sudden vision of Mitra coming to help him escape. Huge foreshadowing. Chapter 20. Mitra lands on Droman Kos, talks to an official about keeping her landing and business here off the books. She is directed to a shopkeeper named Larvit. She puts a handful of gems on the counter and startles him. She negotiates her imperial credits, 12,500 of them, for information 
on someone she's looking for. And is set up the next day with a meeting of Setchel, who may be able to help her identify who she's looking for. You can see it coming down the hallway, so we all know who Setchel is. Unaware of the connection between Setchel and Scourge, who Scourge is the one she's apparently trying to identify in the hollow that they have from Dathema. Mitra does not come right out admitting that she's looking for Revan. She decides that this would not be a smart decision. She asks Setchel to set up a private meeting with Scourge. Revan's captor for 4,000 imperial credits. A lot of scudero she's dropping here. She can tell just by this meeting that Setchel knows Revan's red-skinned captor. And she decides to selectively crop out Revan in the Ebon Hawk out of the hollow vid she has from Nathema to further prevent startling anybody. Mitra can sense that Revan is here on Dromenkos. And T3 has to stay outside the club for this meeting. Apparently, there is some interest in the guy who met and took her to Setchel. And not 100% sure where, where that was going initially because I put a bunch of question marks on it. So, to wrap up the review... Revan has been in captivity for three years, wearing the same clothes. Nyris grew bored of him quickly. Scourge has been talking to him. Mitra finds Bastila, Revan's wife, who's been hiding. They get into this little he's mine, he's not mine, whatever, beef because of Mitra's past history with Revan. Mitra with T3, who was with Revan when he crash landed on Nathema, manages to find Mitra and they go find Revan. They find out on the theme of what happened there and it leads them to where the Sith may now and actually presently are on Droman Kass.
which does give you major, I wouldn't say major, well, yeah, reminds me a lot of Exegol in The Rise of Skywalker. It's dark. It's, yeah, I like it. I think I'm going to set up another vacation home there. What do you think? <laughs> Anyways, that is all for the review this week, folks. Next week, I hope you join me as we continue our second to last part of the Revan Review, chapters 21 through 25. After that, we'll have the final review of the end of the book the following week after. So we're about two weeks from the end. Please, if you have not already, like, comment, share, email me. Tell me what you think. Has this review gotten, and I know there are a couple of you out there who are rereading Revan. Tell me what you think. Did you feel the same way? The email address, which I'll put it in the description below, is ratedrkohalls at gmail.com. If you happen to find me or try to engage in discussion with me on either my Instagram or Facebook, just please shoot me a message letting me know how you found me. I've been getting all these weird stranger emails and weird random people trying to be my friend so if you find me on facebook holly garland instagram southpaw sith twitter southpaw sith i hope you enjoy the review so far revan it really is so far the book's still going really great like i said the book as a whole, aside from me not liking how Revan's treated in the end, as a whole, the book was very well written. Please, join me next week. And as always, may the force be with all of you. Peace.